Hello everyone and welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show and uh, this afternoon I'm joined by John Saunders who's joining me again. Uh, John's from, uh, well he's the GM of Prism Nightclub which is part of the Deltic Group and how are you doing today John, you okay? Yeah, really well thanks mate, I'm really well thank you, really well, all the better after speaking to you. Good, 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 yeah, it's always good to catch up with you as well and uh, I know you've been busy uh, during the lockdown period, obviously I had you on in an earlier episode on my podcast, but not on my YouTube channel, and uh, where we talked about uh, you being on furlough, etc. Obviously, because you're in uh, the nightclub game, the hospitality industry, and at the time you were um, doing a lot of Ironman training and that sort of thing, because you were on furlough and you, you couldn't really work and stuff. But um, but uh, yeah, how, how's things been now? Now things are starting to open up again for you. Yeah, good mate. To be honest, you, you know, you know me more than most. I'm I'm quite an itchy guy anyway, so you know, I like to. I like to keep myself busy. I like to be in front front of things. And look, obviously, it was such a frustrating time not being open. Uh, yeah, some good news, actually. We're looking like it's over. going to be opening next Friday. So, oh, that's good news. Yeah, it's gone from one extreme to the other. So, yeah, look, really, really positive. And I just think it's a real, you know, to be closed is criminal. Uh, we've always, we always speak about sweating the venue at the moment. The venue definitely isn't being sweat, sweat at all. Um, and look, yeah, we're excited about getting opening for next week. So uh, at least there's some green shoots going on in the in the leisure industry at the moment. Yeah, what what uh, what night you have in next Friday? Then what sort of uh, entertainment you got on? Yeah, but it's it's tough, mate. It's tough. My normal opening night, I've opened many a venue in my time. Um, a normal opening night would be all shabazz, shebang. But this one isn't going to be that at all. It'll be open open safely as opposed to entertainingly. You know. Yeah. Uh, if there is such a word as that, which is which is different, it's just it is different. But we'll probably have more of a milestone to open this time than we ever have done. Yeah, and what um, what sort of uh, changes have you had to make? I guess the capacity's gone down. Had to move seating around, uh, maybe uh, spacing on the floor, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, look, it's very it's tough. It's real tough. Um, I mean, I've seen I've seen a couple of videos being put out there by other other you know other operators and I can't uh, talk for Deltic necessarily but the wider game um, and it's hard you know it's hard because it takes away you know as human beings we are naturally want to engage with people you know and what we're saying at the moment then is yeah you can come back into a pub or a bar but you can't you can't do what you used to do here so you know with that in mind it's, it's tough isn't it you know it's a bit tougher but yeah, we've got, you know, we've got extra seating outside. We've got, um, you know, table service, which is actually really good because it's something I wanted to bring in anyway. So it's part and parcel of something that, you know, it's forced us to do it as opposed to actually us wanting to do it. Yeah, and app service um, as well, app service at the table. Yeah, we, we haven't got the app service to start with. I think it's something the company are looking for. We've not, we're not food orientated, really. We've got a bit of food going on. It'd be more, it is more drinks. So it's never really, you know, the, we've never really been known for table service. But in certain parts, I'm pretty sure they are doing that in other, other bars. But we haven't got that here yet. But uh, I know in Revolution, they've got that, uh, the apps, and they've got, you know, in the Stone Gates and the big, big businesses that do table service with food. Um, that's something, something they've really brought in. But that's something that we, you know, we haven't done yet. But I'm sure we will be looking at. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, I tell you, there's a good strategy for nightclubs. You know, people like to dance around their handbag. We've just got to sell two-metre-wide handbags. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh, I like that. I'm writing that down as we speak. <laughs> to meet the handbags as they come in. You could have, because um, people do like to dance together, you could have, uh, what, what are we looking at? Probably about, uh, say, three metre wide circles where, yeah. where, where there's a handbag in the middle painted on the floor and there's people dancing either side of the circle. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I like that. I think you should patent that two metre handbags, you know? You should do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. It's a, look, I think we're going to... What's really interesting is I've got a lot of good friends and a lot of good uh, operators down, especially in Brighton, um, hotel-wise. And, and, you know, they've opened up, I mean, they've opened up 30 to 50% capacity. Um, and, there's, uh, you know, you could, you could argue that's not good enough, but actually it's a good time to get yourself back into the new way of, of running things, you know? So I think the same will happen with us, but, and I think we'll open slowly, but we'll, we'll, we'll gather momentum as it goes, you know? Yeah, the, the good thing with you is you are in uh, you are in Brighton's biggest venue. Oh yeah, hundred percent, mate. And I think that comes as we've spoken before. It comes with its advantages and disadvantages. There's a lot more advantages than disadvantages um, in this circumstance. When when they start loosening up, we'll be the first to jump on any opportunity. So yeah. um, that's exactly where we're going to go, and that's how we're going to get there. So I think we ended. It's a shame we ended when we did because the venue was flying. Um, when we closed, we were in a good, really good, strong position, uh, building a great little team, and, and you know we were busy. Um, so I can't see why that wouldn't happen when we reopen. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you'll snap back. And Brighton's always packed in the summer, but uh, you know who knows what it's going to be like. I guess the beaches and, and, and those sort of areas have been quite busy because people have been flocking to the beaches when it's been warm. Has, has Brighton been yeah. getting that as well? Yeah, it's been busy, mate. It's been, the thing is, I know Wales is a bit behind us. And I came back this week, I'm going to say this week, for, for the record, because it was the five-mile rule. But, um, yeah, we, we came back. And look, Wales is, Wales is a bit behind where we are with, with opening things up. But what you'll notice over the next week, you probably have already noticed, is that it'll try and go back to a bit of normality pretty quickly. So Brighton's been pretty busy, to be fair. On Friday, Saturday, just got on. It was really busy down the seafront. You know, I, you know, I'm not going to get into maybe the social distancing side of it, but there was a lot of it being adhered to. But you know how much that uh, you know, I saw that those Bournemouth photos, and you know, certainly not as bad as all that. When you come down and have a look at it, people are distanced. You know, yeah, they, they, they take so, the picture from a mile away, and it looks like everyone's close. But actually, if you if you get there, there's still like a meter around everyone in in most situations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the same down here. The beach is big enough. I mean, I'm lucky enough. I live I live about half an hour away on a massive beach, and you could sit anywhere around there, and no one around you. And but if you took it from a side angle, it looks pretty busy. So you know. Um, it is one of those ones, mate. But no, answer your question. Yeah, Brighton will be busy through the summer. Hence why I want to open now is is because I start, I think we're, every time we're not open, we're missing an opportunity. But in all fairness, we're Deltic Rat. They want to open us safely. And they want to open us in, in a way that we're not in a rush to do this. This is a long-term, you know, we don't want to spoil it for everyone in order to do it wrong. Let's do it right. So, which is why we're doing it next Friday and giving us a week to crack on with, you know? Yeah, definitely. And uh, well, obviously you're a popular uh, sort of uh, stag and hen destination as well. Are those bookings been coming back in or are you expecting them to come back in now? Like? Yeah, I think they, they're starting to. People want to come back, you know what I mean? So people want to come back in and, you know, we've unfortunately had to give refunds or, you know, there's a few bookings that have, you know, moved over the next year. But I think when you have that time to do it is the time you've got to do it or you don't, you know? 
because yeah. people are coming from quite afar. But I think when we when we can propose a date for the club to open, I think those bookings will start coming in. To be honest, we haven't seen loads of it. We're not being inundated with bookings because it's very still in certain times, isn't it? But um, I think when we get that definitive time and date, like the you know, like when the airlines opened up for, to go to Spain, and you know they all went bonkers then when they knew exactly they could do it. I know when we get the okay, the bookings will start flying back in, and we'll 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 pick up where we left off. Yeah, it's a bit like the tourist sector in Wales. Apparently, they've had their dates now, haven't they? And uh, it's been flying, you know, people because because the yeah. staycation in the st- you know you should benefit, get a bit of a bounce of the staycation in benefit, uh, you know. I agree, I agree, and Brighton's that place you come down to. Mate, mate, don't get me wrong, Brighton's a, a great place. Great place to live, great place to to be. Um, the outskirts are beautiful, you know, if you want to go to the beach, you know, it's got everything you want. So there's no reason why I'm not trying to plug just because I sit on the uh, the tourism, Brighton tourism board. I'm not trying to be, uh, trying to plug it too much, but it is the sort of place, why wouldn't you come down in the sun and have a weekend down here, you know? It's a, it's a great staycation, straight, staycation place to come. Yeah, I, I've been down there plenty of times and I love it. It's a great place. Like you say, I, I like busy, you know, places as well, like, you know, so it's, it's busy, but, uh, you know, plenty of space as well and lots of different things you can do if you want to, like, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's like Cardiff in the background, mate. It looks like a yeah. lovely day behind you, you know? It's uh, <laughs> looks like a cracker. I see they, they're, they're very similar places, I think. Cardiff's a bit bigger, I think, mm-hmm. than Brighton, but, uh, but probably Brighton mm-hmm. gets more, you know, influx of people, you know, in, in the summer period, especially. But um, very similar, very similar sort of cities, I'd say. I think so. Funny enough, I've uh, been, I was on a call last week with the, the Global Welsh guys. One of my, uh, one of my close friends, it's surprising how many, I, I, I'm, I went to Croissy Cardiff Comprehensive School. Uh, and so many who went to Croce Kailiog have moved on and done things. And I've got a, one of my friends has moved to uh, Tokyo and she uh, represented Global Welsh when the, U, the Rugby World Cup was out there. And she, so she hooked me up with them because I, I think there's a lot of inward investment and exward, you know, a, a lot of linkage with, with Brighton, you know, to, to, for Wales because they're very similar. And when there's similarities, as you know, where there's similarities, the business can be done. Because um, people in Cardiff and Wales, they buy off people. They don't buy off, you know, it's a village mentality. If they trust you, they'll, they'll buy off you. And Brighton's got a very similar environment with that. That's why I believe there's a lot of synergy regarding bringing business down here and business back over. I think there is, because Brighton is very similar to Cardiff and, and the Welsh mentality, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and that's, you know, I think um, uh, seems to be quite a lot of Essex people in Brighton as well. And the Essex people get on well yeah, with yeah. Wales as well. Obviously, there's the Gavin and Stacey connection. But I think um, p- people in Essex and people in Wales, they they like a good time. They like to party. They're generally down to earth. Uh, you know, you, you, they are what, what you see sort of thing. Like, you know, they're not pretentious or false. They, yeah, they, they are. They like to have a good time, you know, and get on with it, like, you know. Yeah, it's very, look, don't get me wrong, it's not Wales. Um, Wales, again, being an expat, I suppose I can say it now, being a, I've only been away a year and a half. But, you know, Wales is a special place with that. You know, people who get on, you know, I've always said it and will always be a passionate Welshman. Um, but people are kind down here and they are hello in the morning. And, and you miss that in certain elements. So I, I've lived in London, you know, I've lived all around the, the country near enough, for, you know, in different times of my life. And, Brighton and the surrounding area in Sussex has got a very, very closely linked to Wales on that level, you know? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, I know you were doing a lot of Ironman uh, while you were uh, on the furlough and that sort of thing. But like you said, uh, you know, you're, you're quite an itchy person. I'm sure you were looking into some other things. Uh, uh, what else have you sort of been up to during that time? Well, it was good, actually, because at the same time I finished my, I finished the Ironman, one of the guys from, I used to be Aussie Rules back in Cardiff, funny enough, with my brother and a load of the guys, really good bunch of lads. Um, and they were doing a challenge to walk to, or miles to uh, the MCG in Australia. So in essence, 30 players, 16,000 miles. And then you had to do, whoever gets their first out of the nations, the European nations, wins like 2,000 pounds towards kit and travel. And so we've, to be fair, Wales are winning that. Um, and we're, we're beating Scotland. There's us and Scotland pipping each other. It's a really close contest. So I've just kept running and, and walking. I, I, what did we do last week? I did, did 120 kilometres last week. Um, and I'm on, I'll probably, I'm aiming for 140 this week. So the main in, inward competition is me versus my brother because I'm, I'm quite a competitive person. With my I, was younger say, brother. I was going to say, are you leading the charge on that for Wales? I, I definitely led the charge. Uh, my brother's not picked up the baton really. He's not, he's not nibbled one little bit. Uh, I've tried to really entice him into trying to get competitive, but he's not interested. Whereas actually all the rest of them are quite competitive. So, you know, I'm just competing against myself. All I've really set myself is it's going to take 18, 16 weeks. I want to beat myself every week. And, you know, the week before last, I did 100. Then I did 120. I'll do 140 this week. And, you know, I think by the end of it, I could be on 200 and something plus kilometers, which, uh, which, is, you know, which is good. So it's just kept me active, mate, really. So that's what I'm up to at the moment. So is that is that out, outward cycling or is that, you know, on a bike or whatever? No, no, no. It's just running and walking. So oh, it's running, running and walking. Running. Is it? Okay. Um, You're running to work every day then, are you? Near enough. Near enough. Uh, near enough. I'm doing about, yeah, so I did, I did 20K yesterday. Uh, it doesn't have to be running. I've, I've run a bit. I've walked a bit. I enjoy, I love walking anyway, as I know you do. Well, it's, a lovely, um, it's a lovely walk as well, isn't it? You know, uh, from where it's you one of the, I think it, I think day. the seventh. The Seven Sisters is the most walked place in, in the UK as a tourist attraction. Um, and that's, that's right on our doorstep a mile away. So uh, I do that quite often. It's beautiful on a, on a nice day, even on a bad day. I love it. I love it with the wind and the rain. Uh, I prefer it because no one else is there. <laughs> well, I've just got used to that. I used to be a fair weather rider but because I'm on this 75 day challenge, the 75 hard. Um, I'm having to go out every day, like, you know, whenever, you know, and uh, luckily it hasn't been raining too bad, but I probably got soaking wet about three or four times. And sometimes it's not freezing cold soaking wet. It's not too bad, is it, really? Did you, are you still there, John? Oh, that's it. As long as I don't mind, mate, I prefer it in the, I prefer it being the worse, the better for me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the reception went there, mate. Yeah, you just pause for a bit, but you're back, not to worry. But uh, yeah, well, the, the, the sort of, uh, the worse it is, the more you feel good about the fact that you're doing it. Yeah, exactly, mate. I love it. I love it. The harder, the better. I, I, I prefer it that way. Yeah, fair enough. So, uh, yeah, so, so you were saying, so, so, you, uh, so you've been uh, given an opportunity, Emily, during the lockdown period. You were saying uh, one of the guys from, um, from the, Ameri uh, the Aussie Rules team, Oh, Sammy, say that again, I missed that. We were saying about where you were speaking to one of the guys from the Aussie Rules. You went into talking about the actual cycling and stuff, but you said you, you, you had an opportunity or something you were looking into with one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, I suppose since, since furlough, I've been 
I look, I've been trying to keep myself active. So, you know, I've joined, I, I, I got approached by a company in, in Brighton, actually, Seiko. Um, so I got involved in, I, I'm actually, you know, doing some mortgage, uh, some business development for a mortgage broker, which has been really good. Um, I mean, really thoroughly enjoyed that, actually. So, I mean, you know, it, it, I, I'm like yourself, I'm quite, I'm very personable. And I've never really done business development. So um, it's come as a, you know, it's, it's nice just opening doors. I've put three or four their way in the last few uh, week or so. Um, you know, so that's been really, really positive, actually, for through Furlough. Um, and then, yeah, another opportunity popped about. I haven't really looked at that yet. But a guy that I know through Aussie Rules has got a, a gin, a, a non-alcoholic gin company. So obviously being a non-drinker that I am. Um, and I've been in the industry for 22 years. He's asked me whether I, I could... I can help him with that, which, you know, it, it depends how that goes with, with whether that conflict of interest or not with work. So I, I've, I've looked at that, but I'm not sure how that's going to go forward. But the Seiko, the Seiko stuff with the mortgages has been brilliant with Rob Star. Rob Star's a top guy. He's the CEO. Um, and he's, you know, he, he runs the Star Trust as well, which I've, I've done a bit of uh, charity work with as well down here. So it's, yeah, look, that's worked out really well, mate. So I, I'm going to continue that until I'm on the, I'm back off the low. Yeah. Okay. And what's the um, what's the uh, sort of mortgage situation like at the moment? Is is the business still happening and uh, are people still looking and all that? Yeah. Look, it's it's buoyant, isn't it? I mean, the, the thing is with the chancellor. In all fairness to him, uh, you know, he's trying to he's trying to keep it as buoyant as he can. I mean, the interest rates are as low as they're going to be, so it's definitely going to favour anyone that wants to be speculative and get in the market. Um, and then also, the, obviously, the stamp duties come down, you know, the, the, till till March thirty first on any property under five hundred grand. So, you know, you could save, you know, that's going to save anyone up to maybe anything between ten to fifty grand, depending on on where you know your stamp duty goes. So, you know, there's some big things going on in the market at the moment, and and, and obviously Boris Johnson is talking about building, isn't he? So, that means there's going to be this, you know, he wants us to actively get out there and build. So, I think the actual market itself is buoyant. Um, the bit for me is that, as you well know, with anything, when you start, you've got to get people to know what you're doing. So for me, it's a, it's, a, it's trying to get the pipeline going to, to get that to get that moving. Uh, but ultimately, anyone I'm speaking to is, you know, it's the no like trust, isn't it? And if there's one thing I hold myself on. I like to think that people can trust me. So, um, and I try not to ever let let someone down. So ultimately, and that that is what's happened over the last four or five that I've done. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm I'm building. Uh, I, I'm part of a LinkedIn pod. But I'm building another one for, for myself because I'm part of a pod. And this is something you can join my pod, but you should also set up a pod down in Brighton as well or, or, yeah. or across the UK for yourself, you know. And uh, what, what you basically do is you get uh, 20 people to join together in a, a group, so like a network, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you, you agree on a time of the day that you're going to post something on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then yeah. you post it on LinkedIn and grab, copy and paste the link to the post and stick it into a WhatsApp group with the 20 people in. All right. And basically, if you get 10 people like and comment on the post within the first hour, yeah, it goes viral. Yeah. All right. So instead of it reaching about 50 people on average, my, my post, instead of them reaching 50, it'll reach 500. So 10 times wow. as many people. Yeah. And that's all about going in the first uh, hour. So basically, if you have 20, then 10 people should get on and, and, and click, uh, uh, like and comment within that first hour. 
if you're all agreeing right. to do it at say ten o'clock in the morning or you know six o'clock in the evening or like the one I'm in. That's, a, that's, that's for the algorithm, is it? That plays the algorithm. Yeah, it's it's basically a bit like um, it's a bit like Google search engine rankings or whatever. LinkedIn have search, search rankings or content rankings, and any content that's showing uh, good engagement early on gets reshared amongst the people who've liked it and comment on it. Their wider community. So instead oh, of the post great. going to your community, it goes to their communities. So if you had 10 people like and comment, so the more people who like and comment in, in that hour, the more communities it goes to. So if you get yeah, 18 yeah. likes or comments, that would be better than 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, totally. That's great, that. So, uh, so yeah, that's the strategy. I've been doing it for a couple of weeks and I've had quite a few go viral, like, you know. That's really good. I like that. I've noted that down. Yeah, 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 good. And uh, yeah, another, another thing you want to do, obviously, you do a lot of networking. You want to find yourself, uh, you know, people in that, uh, you know, property development, uh, business financial space, you know, but, you know, people offering like uh, insurances and other financial products that you can uh, uh, pass leads on to and, and uh, they pass leads back to you. I'm trying to think what else uh, I'd be doing if I was. Uh, I was doing what you're doing there. Um, obviously, uh, incentives, you know, um, uh, vouchers. And vouchers always work, you know, give me, refer me on. A referral scheme. You know, you said you passed a few bits of business on. Well, you know, do, do a bit like, uh, you know, a coupon or something. Uh, you know, for one person, they get, um, you know, a £20 voucher. For two people, they get a £50 voucher. And for three people, they get a £100 voucher. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I, I love that. I think that's really good. I said the referral scheme is definitely something that's on my uh, on my radar to get done. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, what you can do, which saves time with the referral scheme, is a lot of the time until you get into the habit of asking for referrals, you forget to ask them. But if you come up, if yeah. you, for example, go onto a Zoom and record yourself with your background on and your contact details, giving yeah. telling people the referral scheme, whatever the program is. Film it as a video, and then whenever you meet people, send them the video. Or once you get send a lead, them them, send them the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So create a That's process, great. and then now and then you'll never, you, you, you won't have to kick yourself and go, oh no, I forgot to ask him about referrals. It's yeah. just send the video at the time you remember. Right on. <laughs> so, like that. That's pretty good. That. I'm going to jot that down. Yeah, yeah, lots of uh, little strategies like that. Kevin. It's all about habits, good, good habit forming. And, it, you know, it can take 28 days or longer to form a good habit. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, of course you can, yeah. Try and get into the habit of asking people when you're speaking to them, but always just have a backup plan of a video which you can just bang on. And uh, the other thing as well, you can create a couple more videos with things like, uh, you know, not just referrals from clients, but maybe lead referral partners. So you could turn around to them and send them a video and say, oh, nice to meet you networking. Uh, by the way, just to remind you, I, I'm the one who does the mortgages or whatever. Um, yeah. If you know anyone who's in, in, in the mortgage game, send them my way. And, uh, you know, there'll be a drink in there for you or a drinks voucher or whatever, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I love that. I, well, I started doing that when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, actually. So that was really good. I haven't had a lot of response yet, but to be honest, it's the time the time split now really so but actually it's, it's, it's part of my strategy now going forward so uh, yeah look i'm taking that on board for definitely well, if, you, if, if you write the script right in the video you can make it multi-purpose and you can post that on linkedin and then get that to get 10 likes and get 10 comments and then that will go further yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The big thing which i do as well is i do a lot of posting on linkedin so i don't ask all my circle constantly to like and engage 
But if yeah. I do a, if I do a, a post that I want people to see, I want to go viral. So say for example, it was that referral video with a with an offer of a voucher or something, and that was like your major marketing message of the month. Yeah. Yeah. What I do is I grab the link, and when I'm putting it into my WhatsApp group, I also send it around to my friends. All oh, right. So whoever I said, listen, click on this. Do me a favor. I I want this uh, particular post to go far. Can you like yeah. comment on it, like you know? And and oh, I, right. I I've, I've managed to send it around to you know 10, 15, 20 people sometimes on Messenger, and then you're guaranteed to get your 10 or your 15 or your 20 likes. So then you know like one of my posts which I did there on, uh, I actually had about 1,500 views, I think. Uh, how many views? About three times the you know three. So 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 I I get on average between 20 and 50. Um, views on most of my content if i get my 10 likes and my 10 comments it goes about 500 but if you can work it to get 18 20 odd likes and, and, and comments yeah if you really work it it, it can go to yeah. 1500 and that sort of thing so yeah, know, I've, so started, I've started doing something on linkedin with that actually and it's working really well i did one yesterday one of my one of my very good friends uh, became the uh, chair of the iod yesterday Institute of uh, Directors for Wales. I, post, and, um, I didn't know he was a contact of yours, but I seen the post about a new new director. Yeah, but he um, well that that post alone because it got commented on it like about five eight like about eight nine times last night. Actually, it's already gone to reach about uh, nine thousand views. Yeah. So that's an example of what exactly what you're saying. And yeah, I, I totally yeah, yeah, that's, that's good, it. Good in there, you know. So what happens is where that would have gone to 9,000 odd is because the people who were liking and commenting would have had bigger circles. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do it, so if you form your pod with people like me, who got massive audiences. So obviously the pod I'm in at the moment is, um, it's not necessarily massive networkers. It's like, yeah. they're all sorts of different people. It's actually run by a guy who's in the Midlands. He's an expat and, and he's set it up. It's called Biz Network Wales. And uh, he's got a networking event on Thursday morning, and also Thursday lunchtime, where he's trying to build a network as well. But but they're all you know sort of like IT people, video people, and that sort of thing. They're not massive networkers, so right. so their networks on their own LinkedIn will be quite small in comparison to some. Whereas yeah. I'm not going to build my pod with people who are massive networkers. You've got massive LinkedIn's, you know, because that's what I've got. I've got a, I've got about three accounts, so that's that's an advantage to me as well because I can go on and like and comment my own stuff. Because I got three accounts, but yeah. each of those accounts have got like five thousand uh, friends each, like now. So therefore, I can reach yeah, fifty thousand people if brilliant. I need to. So I meant to ask, actually, how's it going for you? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been good for me. Uh, the lockdown period. Uh, I, I'm somebody who I spent a long time under pressurised sales position, sales management, big targets, big big uh, pressure, and I thrive under that pressure. And I suppose you know. Six months after I went self-employed, I went through a divorce. And so I went for a couple of years just chilling out, partying, not putting myself under any pressure and enjoying life. And that's good for, you know, for enjoying life, especially when you've been in a high pressurized sales environment all your life. It's good to have a bit of a chill and a bit of a, a me time. But, uh, you know, I realized that, you know, really I need to, you know, most people need to, to put themselves under some sort of pressure to perform. And so, yeah. like, you know, probably a few years ago, I started putting myself under more and more pressure. 
and I find, you know, I, I perform better under pressure. I, I'm used to it. It's what I what I need. Like I've worked to deadlines and targets and whatever all my life. So I've started pressurizing myself more, especially yeah. the lockdown. And, and actually the lockdown pre- uh, situation brings the best out of me because I believe when the going gets tough, the tough get going. As that famous philosopher of the 80s used to say. I agree. <laughs> no, but, but, you know... Uh, Sometimes you, you you know you need if you're a battler if you if you're a warrior I would say actually you're a warrior and I'm a warrior we're warriors we like to battle you know what I mean that's why you do yeah. Iron Man that's why I'm doing a 75 day hard challenge because I've seen the challenge mm-hmm. I've seen it and then I read about it and I thought that's hard I'll do it you know what I mean how's going how's the challenge going it's great yeah I'm about 41 days in I think something like that I'm uh, I'm over oh, halfway through so it, it, it'll it'll get done that's um, good. And uh, yeah, I enjoy testing myself and challenging myself. And it was a mental toughness challenge. And so, you know, uh, the lockdown situation was a mental toughness challenge. And I was already doing well in that. So that's what led me to go and do this 75 day challenge. I'd already been doing my own challenge for about two, three months before I started this one. Like, you know, so it was just a step up. But, um, you know, I, I want to become a global speaker, as you know. And to me, yeah. If you want to operate on those levels, you've got to be, you know, in in, in top uh, uh, top levels of, of performance, really. You know what I mean? You've got to be sharp. You've got to be so. Like I'm already mentally tough, but I thought, well, I'll do a mental toughness challenge to just, you know, sharpen up a bit. You know, it's all about marginal gains, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and the marginal gains are working for you. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I decided when I started my podcast, for example, which is one of the ways I want to become known in order to become a speaker. And I started my podcast. I was going to do it originally once a week because I thought, well, you know, I can manage once a week. And then I thought, actually, I got more to say than that. So I did it once a day. Then I upped it to three times a day. And I've set myself a challenge at the moment because I'm, I'm reading uh, uh, while well, I'm listening on the audio book to Grant Cardone's 10X audio book. And I'm also right. listening to, um, I've I done Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Think and Grow Rich, which are the two, the business Bibles, really. And I'm reading another one at the moment, which is called The Magic of Thinking Big. And I'm also reading another one, which is The Psychology of Sales, Brian Tracy. And yeah, how's that one? Brian Tracy, how was that for the uh, that, that event? Looked really good, actually. On the Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And I go on events, like, you know, once or twice a week to listen to top people. There's um, Zig Ziglar on Intrabiz tonight. Uh, sorry, Tom Ziggler, son of Zig, Zig Ziggler. And next week, there's Dr. John Martini, who's a legend, like, you know, one, one of the most uh, intelligent men you'll meet, similar to Brian Tracy, both legends, like, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But they, 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 they so must... much of this stuff in me because I want to be the best at what I do. You know, I want to be the best speaker in the world. I want to be the best trainer in the world, the best coach, the mentor. You know, to me, you know, there's no point aiming for anywhere other than top spot. You know what I mean? So that's the I way totally I look agree. at it. Is you go for number one, and then you know, you you ain't happy, and you don't settle until you get to number one. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I know. I totally, I totally agree with you, man. You know I totally I mean? agree. So, so, so I'm learning. Good, I, then. The way I look at it, if you want to be the best in the world, learn off the best in the world, and I'm learning off the best in the world. I'm taking as much information as I can off the best people on the planet, and uh, I, I'm implementing. So, so I thought, well, with Grant, Grant was telling you about 10x in. Your, 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 your targets, if you like. And I thought, well, I'm doing three podcasts a day at the moment. I can't 10x that to 30. I said, but my original mission was to do just one a day, like, you know. So I thought, right, I'll 10x that. So now I'm on a target to try and do 10 episodes a day. And how are you getting on with that? 
We've done nine a couple of times. We've done sixes a few times. And every time I miss it by a bit, I'm thinking, well, I want to average 10 a day. So I'll make it up at some point. And I will, I will. I'll have like a day when I do 20 or 30 and catch up for all the sixes and the nines and, and the stuff I do since. But it's just much better. I was smashing through a day, getting it done, no problem. So it's much better to have a target that's just a little bit out of reach. So 10 is tough to do a day. Oh, yeah, that's like, I would say that's probably as tough anyway, generally, isn't it? I think who's your best one you've done so far? Um, I've had some interesting uh, chats, probably uh, uh, highest profiles. I've had Kate Strong on, who's a world uh, uh, champion triathlete you know, from Wales, but won a world champion in Australia. Uh, oh, I've right. had Mark uh, Colburn on, who's an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, he, he was good as well. He, he's a global speaker. So, uh, yeah, yeah working with him to, to try and leverage a bit of his contacts and stuff uh, and a bit of his knowledge. Uh, who else have I done? Uh, we had uh, Jiffy on an Intrabiz event recently, so I recorded some of uh, uh, the, the, the chat there and put that on. So I've got, I've got that on. I've done that with a few of the other top speakers as well. Had a bit of Les Brown on and, and whatever. Um, I, was there, I bet Les Brown was good. I was good that I missed that one. Les Brown was awesome, yeah. Les Brown is just... I've been listening to quite a lot of Les Brown on YouTube since, uh, you know, the build-up to the Les Brown coming on interviews and, and, and a bit since. And, yeah, I like Les Brown. Les Brown is, uh, is, is a really good uh, speaker, like, you know. And that's why oh, I listen to a lot of this content. I listen to all these speakers. To me, you can't help but learn through osmosis. You suck it up, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. And it's about, you know, learning from the best. And ultimately, there's a load of... I do love the way that we spoke about it offline, didn't we, about how Interbiz have got these people together. I mean, you know, it's a great place to be. You know, you want to sit down and listen to these people. But ultimately, it's about putting into action and getting cracking on with it, isn't it? So... Um, thing, you know, I use a lot of what I learn in my podcast episodes. I do a morning motivation every day, which is normally uh, uh, combined with a bit of personal development. I do personal development episodes. I do uh, educational episodes on marketing, social media, and sales, which are sort of my three niches. So I, I, I got uh, episodes on my podcast, which is called uh, King of Marketing, Wolf of Wales. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him dialed, dialed up as King of Marketing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, if you have a look, uh, if you have a look at King of Marketing on, on, on uh, Google, I, it's me. I'm the King of Marketing. If Google says I'm the King, I'm the King. You know, nice. uh, I'm also the Wolf of Wales, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I keep marketing myself under all of those brands. And, and at some point, I'll be speaking on stages under the King of Marketing, the Voice of Social Media, and the Wolf of Wales, because I'm creating those brands, you know, on my podcast. And then I have lots of entrepreneur chats as well. You know, some days I get three or four, sometimes even five in. So that all goes to my podcast and goes to the YouTube channel. So I'm busy. Are you mentoring as well? Did I see something about you mentoring? Yeah, I do, I do some uh, uh, mentoring. I'm doing some uh, sales mentoring, uh, sort of like I would call it probably outsource sales management with a couple of um, franchise franchisees of um, Things Are Doing Limited. You know, a couple of their franchisees. They, 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 uh, I, I just you know, I'll chat with them about sales, give them some sales strategy, you know, give them that, that, that pressure, which as a franchisee you don't get because it's your business, you know? Yeah. But, so yeah, they got sales. So you, you, want it, you want the pressure from, you know, you need the pressure, don't you? Yeah, it's the same as like, you know, I, I, I never applied my own pressure, but now I'm applying my own pressure. But sometimes it's good to have a mentor or, or, or a manager or somebody that, that is keeping you account to what you say you're going to do. So I'm yeah. quite good at that, you know, I, I'm already up my target. I up my own target, like, you know, I up my target from three podcasts a day to 10 a day, you know, and I'm kicking myself hard when I'm not hitting the 10, like, you know what I mean? You know, because that's, that's great. Well, that, that's how you work, isn't it? It's great. 
Yeah, but, you know, I don't, you know, some people do one episode a week or whatever, but they'll do like a long one, like an hour or whatever, you know, whereas, you know, my three to five uh, dual pot, uh, episodes are normally 30 to 45 minutes. And then the ones I do myself, they're usually five, 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. So, I so, think, yeah, you know, my personal view on it is that actually, I, I would prefer to be in that point. I mean, 30 to 40 minutes. I mean, to see a podcast for an hour and a half, I'd have to be doing something like a, you know, I just think it, 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 uh, 35 minutes, 40 minutes is when you go for a good run, when you you go for a good run. Yeah. Or, 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 or a journey in the car from one appointment to another, because I'm looking to try and reach out to salespeople, entrepreneurs, you know, that sort of thing. People who are in the car a lot, going to meetings, you know, so hopefully they'll they'll squeeze me in between one meeting and, a, and another, like, you know. Uh, and then obviously I'm putting the content on YouTube as well. So when I first started, I was just podcasting, recording the episodes. Uh, but then I realized I could actually YouTube at the same time by doing them on Zoom. So, you know, and I got a range of backgrounds so I can change so that it mixes it up so it doesn't just all the videos don't look the same. You know? Yeah, yeah well, that's, a, that's a bit disappointing. I thought you were right on the sunny beach of Cardiff there, mate. Yeah, no, this is just, uh, it's just uh, you know, it's where my heart lies in Cardiff Bay. I used, I, I used to have an apartment in Cardiff Bay. I, I was recently living in Panarf Marina. I'm back up in uh, the, the Grant Valley at the moment, but, you know, I, I will be back in uh, probably Panarf or Cardiff Bay sometime soon, but I just love the bay. I love the yeah, ride mate. around the bay. Whatever, whatever happens, there's nothing wrong with the Grand Valley, mate. You know, you take the Grand Valley from the boy, can't you know? You can you can take the Grand Valley out of the boy, but you can't take the Grand out of the boy. You know, so I don't mind the Grand Valley either. But I'm from Cardiff, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, you can take the yeah, Cardiff yeah. boy out of Cardiff, but you can't take Cardiff out of the boy. You know? No, no, no. That's it. Yeah, but that's yeah, what. And that's I, what I, I have some good rides around. You know, around me in, uh, you know, Crumlin, Newbridge, Abercorn. There's some. There's some nice rides around, but it's not. It's not Cardiff Bay. The, the one I like about Cardiff Bay is you can look out to the water. You can, you know, get that sense of peace and distance and all of that. You can look out to the sea as well from the barrage. But you also yeah. can look into, you know, some. You can see the Millennium Stadium. You can see the Millennium Centre. You know, you, you've got that iconic, this iconic uh, uh, view of Cardiff. You know, that used to be uh, just outside my house. You know, I love... Oh, no, they're on it. They're on it. I think that... Look, don't get me wrong. I've never lived down the bay specifically, but if we ever came back, we'd probably go to Panath, I think, for that reason. Yeah. Um, I think I'd live up on top where Colin Jackson lives. There's a, I remember doing when I was working for Smarter Kitchens when I came back. We did a kitchen up there. Beautiful area, but I look, I love that bit. I think coming down, you know, we, we've decided to come to the, the sea now, and my wife's sort of pretty as adamant that we don't turn our back on the sea, you know. And I love it, it. I, I, love, I love water, I don't know what it is about water, but um, over oh, in it's, it's soothing, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's calming and it's calming, soothing, but also you know? it's well, it, it's a bit like you know, like I, I've been uh, to the Grand Canyon, for example, and you know, there's just certain places like. You look into it and it, it reminds you how small you are on the planet, really. And it gives you that sense of perspective and, and distance and stuff. I like to look out and think sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice to know, you, you know, you're only, you're only here for a short period of time, you know? Yeah, you are, then, you, then, you, then you end up back in the sea anyway. So, yeah, totally. I totally agree. Look, yeah. and I think there's, I love, you know, we came back, like I said, to see Cardiff and see family and, you know, we loved it. I love it. I loved coming back, but I did really enjoy the journey coming back and then seeing the sea as I came around the corner, you know? So, yeah, like I know that's where we'll always be. I think we'll always be by the sea and the next property I get will be by the seaside with a nice view, you know? I'm lucky enough to have one at the moment, but uh, 
you know, we'll have another one down by the seaside right on the beach so I can take my boat out and then go from fishing, you know, and that's what it's got to yeah. be, in it? Goals, yeah. hashtag goals, mate, isn't it? It's always good to have goals. You've got to aim big, got to aim big. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, totally. And I, I totally, you know, an advocate of that. Let's, uh, let's stop thinking small, let's think big. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I'm reading a 10x book and uh, the magic of thinking big at the moment because I've always been a big thinker, but, you know, I'm going up, I'm, I'm thinking and going up bigger levels than I've ever thought before because, you know, globalization is happening, the technology is in place, you know. I can reach anywhere around the world through my podcast, through my YouTube channel, through my social media. You know, so I've always done those things. Tell you what, the, sorry to interrupt you. There's a good book I'm on at the moment talking about books. But so I'm I'm reading how to set goals with yeah. Kaizen and Ikigai. Have you ever heard of Ikigai? No. So Ikigai is obviously is uh, obviously uh, Japanese. It's a Japanese uh, prelim about um, finding yourself and finding your who you are and what you are. Uh, an ikigai is about it basically is a very famous place in Japan where they've got the most hundred year old in per capita hundred year old people in this little village is probably I think it was on last count there's about 15 people in this really small village in China, in Japan that have lived over a hundred and it's all about their ikigai what exactly they, they, they believe in and how they set goals really yeah. good really good book impactful and it really is um really interesting i love i love i love japanese culture yeah. uh, so that's a book i'm doing at the moment which is a really good one mate for any any listeners that uh, that are interested in finding i'll send it over to you it's, it's a great book i've read it three times it's amazing it's only yeah, three hours long you yeah? contact in japan as well because i want to get people from all around the world on my podcast and on my youtube channel so connect yeah, you definitely, you know, sarah's very interesting sarah's a good friend of mine from school uh, she's very interested. She just did a. She's doing a PhD, or she's a she's a, a professor, um, and she came round Wales when she last came back. And it, it, basically, one of the studies she's doing, she's interviewed every or tried to interview all the Welsh expats that have left Wales, entrepreneurs that have done really well. So she did the Celtic Manor, um, the CEO or the, the owner of the Celtic Manor. Um, Mr. Terry Terry Matthews, Matthews and she yeah. did. She's done all. She's basically gone everywhere. America. She's really good. So she's really in, oh, she, she she's a professor in in entrepreneurialism. So she's a really good contact for you to have a chat with because she's she's on it like a carbonet as well. Lovely, lovely girl. You really well, send a, send a messenger to from yourself to her and me, just connecting us, and we'll we, I'll carry on the conversation then on messenger. But how do people yeah. get in touch with you, John? If they want to get in touch with you for for either uh, the nightclub yeah. or. Yeah, I look, I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn, mate. LinkedIn's probably the best. Uh, I've got over sort of 24,000 followers on there or, or members on there. So get in touch on LinkedIn, your best bet. Put John Saunders in there. And then That's you get J -O -N. my J-O-N. That's J-O-N. J-O-N Saunders. And uh, yeah, yeah, check him out. Connect with him. Yeah, just check me out on there, mate. That's the best way to contact. Message me on there. Any mortgages? Any nights out in Brighton? Anything you want to chat about? Just message me out, mate. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that'd be brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast again and for uh, giving us an update of where you're at and uh, have a great day. Always a pleasure, Mike. Crack on, son. Nice one. Nice one. OK. Nothing else left for me to say now other than have a great day. I know I will. Thanks very much for listening.